0: Are you looking for a short, educational, and entertaining podcast your kids can listen to while you cook dinner, fold laundry, or just need a few minutes to yourself? Then check out Mysteries About True Histories by Starglow Media. It's so, so cute.
1: I listened to a few episodes, and when it was over, I was like, dang, that was really fun. It's made by the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted and the Netflix show Brainchild, so these people know what they're doing.
0: As a little background info, every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers, on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning really cool.
1: The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more, so it's perfect for kids ages six and up. There's a new episode every Thursday, each filled with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning.
0: So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Probably the biggest argument we have ever gotten in. We get in the car. He's like, drive this way until you hit the hotel. And he like passes out. I got all, are you holding my hand because you're reliving this? Yes. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things with
1: Sean and Andrew,
0: a podcast all about couples and
1: the things they go through. This
0: is a fun little series we're doing. We're going down memory lane. If you guys missed the first episode, go back and listen to it. But
1: our wildest stories, yeah. part one, was posted. You guys enjoyed it. So we're going to do a part two, maybe part three, maybe a part 20. Yeah. Just talk about some of the crazier things that have happened in our life, whether yeah. you care about them or not.
0: And what's funny is we seem to document our whole entire life, but have missed documenting some of the wild things we have done. (laughs) And Uh, I'm looking at our list of things we've written down. And we have kind of been through it.
1: Let's try to let's try to cover four stories today. Okay. You choose the first one, right?
0: Okay. I had the first one. Where was it?
1: I'm so excited. These are so fun to reflect on.
0: Let's just start, babe. (laughs) There is a vlog on this way down deep in the archives if you guys want to go see it. But the Grand Canyon.
1: Oh, the old Grand Canyon.
0: So we were married. This was in 2017.
1: seventeen. Seventeen. I had just gotten released from the LA Rams.
0: I had just finished um, filming Adventure Capitalists.
1: Yes, and we were in LA filming a collaboration with Brody Smith. You did some crazy frisbee gymnastics tricks. Do you remember that?
0: Yep. I also remember doing filming that crazy Frisbee video with Brody. Our agent was there, and she was basically like ball boy. We're going on a tangent here for another story. She was ball boy, but with Frisbees. <laughs> and I remember she's got a good arm. She's strong. Yeah. She threw the Frisbee back to me, and I <laughs> didn't see it. And uh, I thought I broke my nose in half.
1: Yeah, that's not a crazy story, but no. what follows is that's just an unfortunate story.
0: Yeah, so from there, we take a little road trip. Um, we drive from LA to Vegas, but on the way, we want to stop by the Grand Canyon, which we had never been to before. Um, we had kind of timed out and planned our whole trip to where we were going to go, like, be in Vegas by a certain time. We were going to stop by the Grand Canyon at the like picturesque point where you take a picture. It's like the best photo op at the top of the Grand Canyon on one of the rims.
1: Side note, it was an epic road trip. We stopped at four national parks. We did Zion, Bryce, uh, Grand Reef, Grand Canyon. Sean had never camped before. I had never camped. So we got all the camping stuff, drove like a rental car all through the Southwest, and had a time. I was in like an existential crisis because I kept getting cut from NFL teams.
0: It was a... It was a very special time for us, though, camping and just kind of like being on our own schedule. Good but, memories. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, I want to paint the picture for you. When we were camping, we literally went to like a secondhand store and bought the bare minimum. <laughs> bare minimum to camp like out of our car and out of a tent.
1: We had like a hundred dollar budget and we bought tents, stoves, sleeping bags, pillows, all the things.
0: Yeah. But I just want you to know we were rookies. We weren't like. Prepared.
1: Excuse me, I'm an Eagle Scout. Thank you very much.
0: I know, but we weren't prepared. Scout's so, honor. we're camping a couple days. We get to the Grand Canyon. We're right on schedule. We pull up to the Grand Canyon at 10 a.m. Literally 10 a.m. And we have this wild kind of conversation the last five minutes as we're pulling up.
1: We're seeing the beauty. We're like, wow, this is so epic. We should spend more time here and, and not just take a picture on yeah. the rim.
0: We're like, what if we hike it? <laughs> and,
1: and, then, and then it was like I wonder how fast you could hike it and then it was like we looked it up and they were like it usually takes nine hours we were like I bet we could beat that
0: yes and then <laughs> I start googling and doing research of like when should you hike it when sh- what are the do's and don'ts what are all these things and basically all, the do list for hiking the Grand Canyon just so you know is to get up at the butt crack of dawn And be done long before 1 or 2 p.m.
1: But, like, before noon. So you want to wake up at, like, 4 because the sun's not hot and up yet. Yeah. They also, I mean, unless you've trained for, like, a down and up, it's going to be around 18 miles. So maybe do it in two days or Uh train for months preceding. Yep. Of which we didn't, neither of those things.
0: You're also supposed to have a professional hiking bag, hiking boots. <sighs> you are supposed to have enough water to three times your body weight, I think it was.
1: Yeah, because the trails don't always have water available.
0: And there's this little asterisk. There's two asterisks. So one is know that it's one of the dangerous, like most dangerous hikes, because since you start going down, they say, Most majority people who hike the Grand Canyon get in trouble because it's easier to go down than it is to go up. So they go too far going down before they turn around and then they get in trouble going up.
1: You're used to like the heavier portion of the fatigue being the first half. of Like if you're climbing a mountain, it's harder to go up the slope. So the second half is easier and you're like, oh, it's not that big a deal because it's not that big a deal to be fatigued because it is easier.
0: The other thing I read as we're pulling up to the Grand Canyon deciding, yeah, we're just going to hike it today is under no conditions, in no scenario, should you ever start hiking after 10 a.m. Because that means the bulk of your hike on the way up will be in the dead heat of day. And they say a lot of people die that way.
1: So we pull up at 10 a.m. We're challenged now to beat the average hiking time of down and up. Uh, we go take our picture.
0: We see the sked, The clock says 10 a.m.
1: We see all these signs that say "Warning: Heat Exhaustion." Warning: Don't hike at at, at midday. Warning: You know, uh, make sure you're prepared. Yeah, take dehydration. Our picture, and we say, "Well, let's just let's just do it. Let's just see what it looks like to go a mile."
0: Yeah. Andrew had one backpack. I did not have a backpack.
1: We had beef jerky, like two Slim Jims, pretty much
0: dried pineapple,
1: and uh, four
0: power bars.
1: And then two, like, one liter bottles?
0: Yeah, of water.
1: Which was enough for what we were planning to do.
0: Tennis shoes, no hiking gear whatsoever. Yes. And we were like, you know what? I got faith in us. We're going to do this.
1: So Sean starts jogging down. I kid you not.
0: Let me just back up there real quick. I love math. I live for math and I live for (laughs) safety. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha. Preparation.
1: (laughs) Terrible preface for this story.
0: Terrible. And I was like, okay, if we're gonna do this, at least we're going to follow the rule where it's like you cannot come back up after it's dark. That's when the worst things at the Grand Canyon happen. Ugh. You can't get rescued. God forbid you ever needed rescued, all these things. So you have to be back up to the rim by sundown. So I I calcu- like I figured out when sundown was, and I knew we had, what do we have, eight hours? We had till six, ten to six, and so from there, divided that between how many miles we were hiking. We had to do the longer route because we were going. Um,
1: we went South Kaibab yep. down, which is uh, it's shorter, steeper, quicker. It's like eight eight miles down, but it, but it doesn't have water.
0: Yep, but then we took the longer route up, which was
1: the Bright Angel Trail, and it was about 10 miles. But it
0: has three or four water stops.
1: The game plan was to do the South Kaibab down and up because it was shorter in my mind. I was like, why would we do two extra miles (laughs) when we could just do this? But But Sean's wisdom
0: I made the smart decision.
1: She said, we're gonna need water.
0: Yes. So I did all these calculations. I was like, this is the pace we have to stay at in order to get back up before it turns dark. Which I calculated going down, we were going to kind of double our pace because I figured we were going to be half as quick on the way back up. So and I we, start running.
1: We made good time. Yeah. So we're going down. First of all, Green Canyon is beautiful. Would highly recommend any of the national parks. I'm yeah. a geek for all these things. It's beautiful. We're like having the time of our life jogging. Yep. Um,
0: Downhill, which also don't do. That's so bad on your knees and your body.
1: You know what's funny? I've I've revisited that video several times, but only because that's when we first started talking about baby names.
0: I know that's when we came up with Drew's name. But
1: I haven't watched the end, which I would love to revisit. I haven't I haven't watched that since I edited the video. So we I get down why. to the bottom. We get down to the bottom, and we're feeling good. Feeling good. We drank very little water because we didn't feel like we needed it. Like we were definitely sweating. It was probably I don't know eighty to ninety mile uh eighty nine eighty to ninety degrees. degrees outside. It was it was hot. But not, like, scorching. No. Um, get to the bottom. or like, let's jump in the Colorado River. Also, <laughs> frowned upon. You should not do that. They no, say it's that
0: so dangerous. It's
1: a very strong current. Sean and I were in a rebellious phase of life, so <laughs> making bad decisions. <laughs> so we get soaked. We have no change of clothes. No. Get soaked, but it felt very refreshing. It did feel great. Then we had this big debate of, are we going to go up to South Kaibab again because it's shorter, or the Bright Angel? Because you're at the bottom of this canyon, and you just spent... I mean, it probably took us, what, two and a half, three hours? I
0: think it took us two hours to get down.
1: Um, And you're like, okay, sick, we made it. And people talk about the little um, phantom ranch that's down mm-hmm. at the bottom. And it's like this magical jungle. Ty- you know, it's like a lot of vegetation. But then you look at the top and of the canyon. <laughs> Actually, you can't even see the top. You see you like a false type of peak. There's almost two tiers to the canyon. And you're like, oh, frick, we have to go back up.
0: I also think it's... <laughs> One dangerous thing we did when we got to the bottom is we sat down for a little too long to where when we got back up, it was like, oh, no. You know when the
1: fatigue just hits you all at once?
0: So we made the smart decision. None of this is smart. You
1: did, thank goodness.
0: Yeah, none of this is smart. So don't do this.
1: Husbands, listen to your wives.
0: But we made the smart decision to go up the longer route because of water. It was starting to be, so by now it's like noon. It's getting hotter. The sun is like Blazing. <laughs> peak.
1: It's, it's at its peak.
0: So we start hiking.
1: And you weren't feeling that good. After the river, you weren't feeling that good, but I was still feeling pretty strong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we start hiking and.
1: Uh, time dragged on, dude. Yeah. It never ended. It
0: just never ended.
1: We saw at one point, like, I remember I felt super, super good uh, for like the first three quarters of the Bright Angel. I remember we took way more breaks on the way up. Way more breaks. We had to. F- we drank way more water. We stopped at every water station.
0: We went through every power bar, pineapple, anything we had, which was nothing.
1: D- and do, yeah, we ate all the food. Do you remember the the evacuation helicopter yeah. we saw?
0: so I there's think like, someone got rescued. <laughs> someone
1: got like heat exhaustion that day, and there was a helicopter that came and and like picked him up. Literally was was flying with. Like the, the, little the basket? B- the basket draping b- beneath them and we're like, Wow, that's crazy. What what must have happened? Yeah. Cause you don't know. And then we continue on.
0: I think it was around three quarters of the way, halfway where and this is like back back in twenty seventeen when I was a little bit fitter. Um I kinda noticed Andrew declining, us not even halfway. Our pace was slowing down. It was so hot. And I literally flipped a switch. And I was like, look down and go. Like, we have to get to the top.
1: So Sean finds her second wind. Meanwhile, like, we, we crossed the second peak. We kept seeing, like, oh, we're almost there. We're almost there. We didn't have f- our phones with us, I don't think. Um, and we wor- we were never there when we thought we were. And signs start popping up. It was either heat exhaustion or like heat stroke warnings. Yeah. And for whatever reason, we had like one or two miles left. I saw this sign for the first time. And just like that, I was like nauseous. Yeah. Andrew and I got weak heat weak exhaustion and felt terrible. I, I don't know. Like my body just hit a wall.
0: It honestly scared me a little bit. We had probably a mile to go when it got bad. You started swerving. You were white. You kept start you start terrible. Yeah, you were telling me you wanted to puke. Your body temperature was kind of crashing. And I was like, Oh, I don't know what to do here. We had to
1: stop like every one or two hundred yards just to like catch my breath. And anyway, we get to the top and you're like, Okay, well this isn't where we parked. So then we had to get on this bus shuttle. I'll never (laughs) oh, I'll never forget one, there was a group of people that wanted to take a picture with you at the very top at the end. And that was like Usually I'm pretty game for that. I love that. Yeah. But I remember that was not my shining moment. I was like we have to go. <laughs> like, I, we can't do it. I don't remember
0: that at all. I was just in like save my husband mode.
1: You you freaking really stepped up there. We get on this bus and I I think I fell asleep or you did. A, like a blacked out. I don't remember. Sean gets us in the car. Um she starts driving us to our next destination, which we actually didn't have a next, we had to book a hotel on the way. So instead I'd, of camp,
0: I had found a hotel. I had booked it. Andrew was in charge of directions. We get in the car. He's like, Drive this way until you hit <laughs> oh. the hotel. And he like passes out. But oh. literally, like, comatose passes out. Part of me is like, Is he actually passed out or is he asleep? Like, I don't know, whatever. I drove for an hour. For an hour.
1: The wrong direction. And
0: all of a sudden Andrew wakes up, takes like a look around, and he's like, Wrong direction, it's the other way. (laughs) And then falls back back asleep. (laughs) asleep. So Is that my fault or yours? It's fine. It was fine. (laughs) So we finally get to this hotel. Which
1: was great, by the way. It was a great hotel. It was a great hotel. But It, star- it started snowing that night, which is another dangerous thing about the Grand Canyon is the temperature fluctuations. <laughs> it gets super hot and then can get super cold. There was like four inches of snow on the ground the next day.
0: Yes. I also don't know if you remember this, but as soon as we pulled into the hotel, we had already booked our like room and oh. stuff. We go to the, the check-in and they're like, you're on the fourth floor. Oh. Room number whatever.
1: The f- um, we had just walked however many equivalent <laughs> stairs and they said walk four more flights. I'm like,
0: "No, cuz the elevators were broken." Oh my
1: gosh. I remember. And I was
0: like, "Wow." And totally fine. I was taking one for the team. Andrew goes straight up to the room. I'm carrying the luggage.
1: Okay, like, like once Ever have you done that. No, I'm yeah. saying. Okay. Like,
0: it was whatever.
1: I could barely walk up the stairs. I know. I was, you were li- still I was in, crawling on my hands. You were and in knees. really
0: bad shape. You were still super nauseous. You had no color to your face. It was kind of scary. And we literally got into the room. Andrew strips down, butt naked, jumps in the shower.
1: Tub. I couldn't stand up.
0: And then from the tub, lays down on the floor and just passes out again.
1: And Sean... Bless her heart, thank goodness, was like, no, don't fall asleep. You can't fall asleep. We need to go eat food. You yeah, you needed eaten, food. What do you think? We ate maybe a total of four hundred calories <laughs> in the yeah. past probably twelve <laughs> oh, hours. And so then we go I'll never forget. We go down to this like steak restaurant. It was a dope hotel. I yeah. forget what it's called. Go down and like order this meal. It took like forever. The 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 waitresses there were Making fun of us because they're like, oh, would you hike the canyon for the first time? Not knowing that we yeah. went all the way down and up. And I was sprawled out on the table. Yeah. Like, couldn't even hold myself upright. <laughs> and then as soon as I got, like, three bites of food in me, I was back. at I, I felt yeah. re-energized. Anyway, had I fallen asleep and not eaten, I think that story would have end much differently. So thank you, Sean. It's so dumb. We'll have to watch that video. We'll link it down below for you, too. Um... That was an all-timer. Moral of the story. Don't hike the Grand Canyon at high noon. No. Prepare for hiking the Grand Canyon. People yes. do like rim to rim to rim so they'll go down and up twice, but like what? it's like people that do marathons and have trained. We we had uh, We
0: also aren't long distance people. We hadn't yeah.
1: Anyway, prepare for it.
0: Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast. In the drop down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one.
1: Okay, this is more of a, this is freshman year college, so pre-Sean, 2011. Um, I'm sitting in one of my college classes. I get a text from my dad to the family. He says, our house burnt down today. And it's like, you you read that and you're thinking it must be a joke, because why would someone te- just text that out so casually? It feels like a it would feel like a casual way to tell somebody that your house burned down. So I didn't even think twice about it. Didn't respond. Get out of class, and I call my dad and I'm like, Hey, what is that an analogy for? Like, what are you talking about with with that text? And he's like, He's like, Yeah, our house is burning down. I'm watching it right now. I gotta go. Our car's about to blow up. So it hangs up. I had a football practice that afternoon, so I go into my uh, coach's office after I'd seen pictures of our house actually burning down. I'm like, hey, I'm like a freshman, so I'm timid. Can I go back home uh, for like a day or two to be with my family and help my parents out as they navigate our house burning down? Uh, we get back up there, and I got the full story, which was this. So my mom was cleaning out the fireplace, put some coals in a trash bag before they were fully cooled that lit the trash bag on fire in the garage and that started this whole house fire and my parents were on the other side of the house so they didn't even really notice until it was until it was like pretty late they call the fire department which we have one like half a mile away from where i grew up no joke and turns out that that fire department was on some training mission so they had to call another fire department that was like seven eight miles away that those fire trucks get there and this was in february and we lived on this dead end like quiet not highly trafficked street um there had just been an ice storm so that all these fire trucks get up to our street they can't pull onto the street because there's too thick of ice and it hadn't been plowed yet or anything
0: as your house is still burning. Right.
1: So then they like take the time to like salt the street down, to shovel whatever, to try to get enough momentum to get up there. The f- the flames are ablaze. That takes whatever, you know, let's just say a half hour. Trucks finally get up there to our house. They pull out the hoses, they're about to connect it to the fire hydrant. There's no fire hydrant on our street. <laughs> so, so they had to get like 13 trucks, 13 big fire trucks. Which shut down like most of the north side of Indy. We've heard stories afterwards because there was so much like commotion and traffic uh, that need to be re- readjusted. They had to link thirteen trucks together and like hose to hose connect the trucks, which decreases water pressure. You could imagine they get to the fire hydrant that's like a half mile away, maybe three quarters of a mile away, and they they try to open up that hydrant and it's frozen. So fortunately. They were able to like work through the ice on that after however many more minutes while our house is still aflame. And by the time they turned the water on and got the the hose running, first of all, the water pressure was like Psst. <laughs> and our house is pretty much gone. We lost two cars, totally blew up. Um, all of our memorabilia. And in retrospect, it was one of the biggest and blessings. the house burnt down yeah, the house, to the ground. House burned down to the ground. Um, And then we the only thing we lost was our cat, Serena. Or Sabrina, sorry. Unfortunately. But other than that, we were all okay. Uh, It turned out to be one of the biggest blessings in our life, though. Because at the time, my brother had been tr- world traveling. Like, was in Argentina for months. My other older brother was in college. I had just gone off to college. We'd all kind of we're a super tight knit family. We had all kind of broken apart to do our own things. And this brought us back together for like a week we spent. And we were going back over old memories and the, the community that, that surrounded us was amazing. Like I'll never forget, there was 20 people out there to help us salvage whatever we could. Um, and we did the, like this big prayer circle. People were donating clothes cause we had nothing. It all got caught up in the fire. And at the time, I was like, I I still get maybe a little uh, sad about all my dad's stuff that, like, he had these Purdue football helmets that uh, we always used to wear as kids, like all his high school letter jackets, college pictures. Right? Um, We lost all that, but you realize, like, oh man, the best things in life are not those things that burn in the fire. It's like the the people standing in the circle who are around us, and there was like, it was just so cool to see how people step up, uh, in times of need, which is maybe why I'm like such an optimistic person, like in the midst of current politics, it's like, no, people are good at the end of the day. And I've been the beneficiary of that. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was like a really special thing that happened. And I'm, I'm thankful for, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change. It's not like that big a deal ultimately to lose a house, even though you think it is. There's a lot of offshoot stories that are crazy about, like, things we found or things that weren't burnt that we were able to save. Um, but that's the story of my house burning down.
0: Wow. Had you heard that whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, baby. We've been together yeah. a while now.
1: Yeah, you're right. That did that did transition me into, like, being this super m- minimalist kind of guy.
0: Yeah. You're such a that's, minimalist. No, I, I,
1: that's when I started giving my, dr- my dreads. Yeah. Which is kind of an, another story. We have to go there. Yeah you're a minimalist huh the other star.
0: do you hoard boxes and no
1: babe i like tech and it's people like to buy tech with boxes still
0: you are not a minimalist just so you know
1: um oh the last part of that lance armstrong my childhood hero who my brother had been racing bikes with my brother was a professional cyclist Sends us like twenty boxes of of team peril mm-hmm. and I'll never forget. Like Lance became my hero through all that. We had a chance to say say to see him and meet him when he did a speech mm-hmm. with him, and I was like, Lance, you sent me all these boxes after our house burned down, two thousand and eleven. Thank you so much. I'll never forget. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, literally, I have a video. It's probably it. his
0: <laughs> press people.
1: That was kind of heartbreaking, but it's okay. I'll recover.
0: It's okay. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you.
1: We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com EastFam today to get 10% off your first month.
0: That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot EastFam. Okay, so here's a story we haven't told you. I'm surprised I'm actually... Saying it means I've grown up a little bit.
1: We did breach the subject for the first time on Matt and Abby's podcast. Yeah. so
0: It's probably the biggest argument we have ever gotten in. Ever. Almost to the point where I thought we were going to break up because of it.
1: <laughs> we were dating at the time.
0: Uh, uh, to give you a little backstory.
1: I can laugh because now we're married. You can yeah. never leave me.
0: A little backstory about me and kind of my upbringing I was raised in a household that valued academics over everything. My coach valued academics over everything. So I had so much weight in my pride and my ego in academics. I dreamt of being an orthopedic surgeon. I took all the AP classes. I got all, are you holding my hand because you're reliving this? Yes. I put my heart and soul in school. Had 4.0. I remember the day that I got my first B and ended up still getting a four point because of a lot of extra things that I did. Um, (laughs) Schmooze. Pretty much. Thought my world (laughs) ended when I got a B. Anyways, just to paint that picture for you. Uh, Come junior, senior year, I'm talking to Stanford. I'm talking to Harvard. I'm going to an Ivy League school. There was no other option about it. Uh, I had verbally committed to Stanford, especially with their gymnastics program. Not an Ivy League <clears throat> school, for the record. I know. I continue. <laughs> I know. Um, but I had been talking to Ivy Leagues, whatever. I put so much weight in school, in school. So my junior year, I go off for the Olympics. After the Olympics, I tried to come back to my public high school, and. It caused so much disruption that we ended up having to have a uh, heart to heart with our principal and like security of the school. And they basically advised me that probably coming back to school in person wasn't the safest or smartest idea. So I had to do private tutoring for my final year of school.
1: You had also decided to go professional. So which yep. at the time meant you couldn't do college gymnastics.
0: Yep. So I had to get a Education, a scholarship for through education or like pay my way through college, which
1: is a whole nother thing. We could talk about, yeah, gymnastics and the new NIL stuff and all the things because that's nonsense. Yes, go ahead.
0: So at this time, I was looking at Duke, I was looking at I think it was down to Duke and Stanford, still talking to Harvard, but like it was Duke or Stanford. Okay, my agent had gone to Duke, I had. Toward Stanford campus because of gymnastics, and I was really interested. Top-tier
1: academic programs.
0: Yeah. Okay, so my final year of um, high school, I end up doing private tutoring through this program where I would go in every day and do the same hours of high school, but just, like, one-on-one with someone. Um, the way their program worked was, like, you accumulated hours in each, like, course until you had enough hours to, like, graduate. So I finished all these hours. I technically graduated, um, took the SAT, took the ACT, ACT <clears throat> all of these, applied to college, got in, um, and then ended up having to defer college. I had chosen Stanford. Um, and then had to defer college because of gymnastics again. I made a comeback, all these things.
1: And you got to think, in this time of Sean's life, post-Olympics, she's doing Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. She's flying to New York for a Today Show, like interviews, and all this different thing. So <laughs> not only was it the commotion she caused at her public high school that caused her to do the tutoring, but also all this traveling and things that aren't normal for the average high school student.
0: Yes. So... With this program that I was in, sorry, there's so many different aspects to the story. With this program that I was in, after I finished all of my hours and they were like, you are graduated, you have fulfilled all your duties of high school, like all these things. I had gotten into Stanford, I had gotten all of these. um, They were like, by the way, do you want (laughs) to, this is really strange and I I wish I could relive this conversation. It was both me and my parents sitting in with these people. They're like, do you want to purchase a diploma? And at the time, I was like, why would I do that? Like, why would I purchase a piece of paper, whatever? And they're like, oh, it's just kind of a formality. If you want to spend another, I, I don't know, $100 on a diploma, you could have it. And I was like, well, if I don't need it, I would rather not have just like this. It, it seemed like a scam at the time. Yeah, I he- also wasn't able to walk through my high school graduation for secu- security reasons which is kind of a bummer, I was really sad about that. Um, but, in regards to like all of my documentation.
1: Transcripts.
0: Yeah, I was a of graduated a high school 4.0 student. <sighs> Guys, I deferred college seven years. By this time I have met Andrew, so fast forward a long time. <laughs> I have deferred college seven years, I have met Andrew, I've retired twice. I am moving to Nashville, and I have now told Stanford I'm no longer coming. Um, but Andrew gives me a tour of Vanderbilt. I'm like, "How about I get my college degree at Vanderbilt University?" <laughs> and I go through the application process. This is a really long story leading up to. Sorry,
1: I'm excited. I love it.
0: Um. I go through the application process and I get to the part where they say, please attach your high school diploma or GED to like, or transcripts basically to show your academic whatever. So I call this program (laughs) that I used, that I did, and they no longer, um, Existed. Exist. Exist. <laughs> like literally have been wiped off the face of the earth. Along with that, they got rid of all of their files and documentation. So I, on paper, am a junior in high school.
1: I'm so curious to know the, the nuances of that. It must have been some private tutoring thing that like didn't <laughs> get acquired afterwards yeah. and like just shut down. And but. Who
0: throws away all of whatever so I have a panic attack. Andrew's like, it's no big deal. Just go take your GED. To summarize a lot of arguments, I was way too prideful to get a GED.
1: We had it on the calendar. We we scheduled it for like two weeks after this had all gone down. Yeah. gone down. It was like an hour drive south to Huntsville, Alabama. And I'm like, Sean's super bright and intelligent. She's not going to have any issue passing the GED. So the day comes and goes. <laughs> And I, like, we've been dating for a year and a half, maybe, Probably. at that time. So, like, we knew each other really well. And I just still didn't feel like I had the ability to, like, I, I I'm i not, like, your accountability partner. Yeah. Like, this is your thing. Going to college yeah. like, your thing. I, I don't care what your accolades are, including any type of education. So, like, it comes and goes. You didn't go. And we didn't really discuss it. Mm-hmm until we had a sit-down dinner where we were like, oh, so why didn't you do it? And you are like, oh, I was, I was too insecure. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to fail it. So then we had this big, long discussion about, how, okay, we're going to schedule it two months from now, and we're going to do it. Like, I'll drive you down there. I'll support you. Like, we'll get breakfast together morning of. We could study for it together. Whatever you need, I'll do it. Like, I involved myself more. So we put it on the calendar, and... The studying part didn't really happen because it's like a touchy subject for Sean and I
0: refused to study because if I didn't study, then I would have an excuse not to go. So I ref- I <laughs> didn't even open a book. I would, oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. So
1: the night before the GED comes around,
0: well, and let me give context. I don't know what it was about me back then, but I was when it came to the GED. For some reason, I was paralyzed with insecurity of possibly being seen taking the GED. I prided myself so much up like up to that moment of all the work I put in and my academics, but I had all of these people around me almost like, dude, you didn't even finish your junior year of high school. Like, really? It was, I don't know why I was so insecure about it,
1: well, we're young. You were like 20 years old, yeah. 21 years old and back like it's not like we had a career established. You had obviously dominated in gymnastics. But then past that, like it's this athlete transition that we've talked about where like you don't know what your identity is. For me it was easy to like lean on, oh, I have a high school diploma and I graduated from Vandy and it's like you look to these external accolades to identify who you are and you didn't really have those tangible things. Well, and obviously you had a gold medal, which does go a long way,
0: but I think too I was disappointed in myself because Neither of my parents went to college, and it was something that we had worked on as a family so much, even my coach, in making sure I had that fallback. Like, I had the academic accolades to give me a life and a career outside of gymnastics, and I felt like I was just following in, falling into this, like, stereotype of professional athletes where I didn't value academics. I didn't put, like, effort there, and it was just, like, I was, I was so embarrassed by it. So the night before the GED comes well, around, well,
1: I, I, it's interesting because like shame and insecurity are probably natural things, yeah. but not useful. No. And <laughs> it's really nice and freeing to talk about this now because I know you felt that insecurity. Yeah. Even we've never discussed it no. before, like a month ago. No. But now, even talking about it, it's like, oh wow, it's it's not that big a deal. Like it is what it, I'm actually no, really it's proud of you. Do. So here we are, the night before <laughs> the test has been scheduled, which has been on the calendar for a very long time.
0: Very long time. And
1: like it's dinner dinner time, and the test is like 8 a.m. the next day, maybe 7 a.m. even. And I'm sitting there, and I build up the courage, like breach the subject with Sean. I'm like, hey, so you ready for the big test tomorrow? And she goes silent for a little bit, and then she says, I'm not taking it. I'm not going. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't even...
0: Read a single page to study.
1: And this is kind of how Sean and I argue. It starts pretty chill, and then it builds. So I was like, (laughs) oh, that's interesting. Like, wow, we had it on the calendar, didn't we? And you're like, yeah, I'm not taking it. And then I slowly build in emotions. We... I remember a door slamming that night.
0: Yep. Tears.
1: Sean went to bed (laughs) mad at me, and I'm saying, I am going to drive you down there Uh tomorrow. Whether you you're down for it or not
0: we, we, we <laughs> needed to leave by like 4 a.m um andrew went back to his apartment i stayed in mine andrew had a key to my apartment by then and i remember going to bed i did not set an alarm i was like
1: you're not doing no it. way
0: in hell yeah
1: that, it just wasn't on the radar for you no. it was just not happening i
0: haven't prepared there's no <laughs> chance <laughs> I wake up. 4 a.m. <laughs> My freaking apartment door opens. And he's like, good morning.
1: We set an alarm for four because I knew there was about to be an hour of, <laughs> of figuring things out before. We need to, we need to leave at five. So we have this pretty intense argument.
0: Screaming at each other.
1: And I get it. Like, Sean didn't, didn't feel like it was something she wanted to do because she felt shame around it. It ends with... Me literally at one point having carried I think he, you like
0: threw me over your shoulder. And I, said, <laughs> there. I
1: said, We're we're just gonna go down there. You don't have to take the test, but we're going to Huntsville.
0: I literally think you threw me over his shoulder and put me in the car.
1: So we drive an hour and a half, complete silence.
0: Didn't say a word.
1: At the end. I don't know what happened, but like we pulled up to the facility and you're like, fine, I'll take it. Like yep. it was just getting you to the place. And you Andrew- did it begrudgingly.
0: <laughs> Andrew said, I'll be parked right here. and like,
1: <laughs> like <a laughs>
0: was doing a power move of like, I will watch you walk into those doors. And I remember, oh my gosh, I was so mad at myself by the time I walked in the doors because I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm getting ready to take this. I haven't been to school in seven years. I haven't opened a book. I've been too like up my own butt about this. And
1: the subjects are like math, science, literature, some other thing. History? History, yeah. So it's like... I don't know it's anything worth about studying history. for, for sure.
0: For sure. <laughs> so it's a long test.
1: Yeah, it was like four hours, I four think.
0: Four hours. I get through the <laughs> test, and I'm like, there's no chance in hell that I passed it. Like, I... That's the same I, time you said that, babe. I know. <laughs> I don't know history. That is something that, like... Within my, especially within high school, I front loaded so many like math, language arts classes for college because of gymnastics. I really didn't take history past like ninth grade. Oh, my gosh. And I walk out and Andrew's like grinning from ear to ear. And I was like, I hate you. I love you, but I hate you. And he's like, so how did it go? How to, whatever and I was like I don't know they said the results will come in in a few hours or whatever
1: <laughs>
0: and he's like
1: oh interesting, interesting. really interesting May- take a look at my phone maybe There's- you
0: should like just just get on and check <laughs> yeah. maybe they're they've come through already and I was like they haven't they said they'll come through in a few hours or whatever he's like just get on and check and I was like what are- we're about to get another argument so Andrew then like hands his phone to me he has hacked into my ged account Literally hacked. And already pulled up and checked my scores, you butthead. And? Passed with flying colors. Yes, you I don't know how.
1: And are you glad at the end result?
0: Yes. I think it's a bummer looking back that we had to go through that. But I think it's a bummer that there is such a stigma, especially I think for our generation, because like our parents' generation was so heavily like college is the only route. and I feel like our generation is the first to kind of breach that. But I had such insecurities around it and felt so ashamed when it was, it's such a good thing. I don't know.
1: It's so interesting. I haven't thought about it this much, but like, I don't know. Maybe that is me being an overbearing partner, like too invested in this (laughs) or like over, overstepping my bounds. I
0: needed it. I
1: do think you and I have this dynamic though of like, like a team where you push me outside of my comfort zone I push you outside of your comfort zone I think there's grown to be an understanding of that and appreciation for that we didn't really have that then we did not but it's like you're I I, Abraham Lincoln has a quote of like discipline is deciding between what you want now versus what you want most and I don't know if that was right of me to like say hey I I know you don't want to take this test now but I know what you most want yeah. is to like have this high school ordeal behind you. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna like do everything I can to to make you get what you want oh, most. I
0: know. It was Guys, I wish you could have been there. No, I don't. Actually, it was not I, good. I don't wish anyone. <laughs> I wish, it was I, so I, wish ugly. I wasn't there. It was so ugly. I am so, I'm so Tears, sorry. Tears. I would never. Yelling. I think up into today, I still would not have taken my GED. And because of you, I got my GED. I finished my application to Vanderbilt. I got in. Yes. Which was one of the coolest days of my life. Seven years removed from the glory days. Where every once in a while I would have this thought of like, are you accepting me because of gymnastics? Are you accepting me because of my academics? It was really cool to like get another acceptance letter. Um
1: At the time, this is this will lead into our last <laughs> and the next and last story that okay. we tell. So at the time, Vanderbilt was doing zero remote classes.
0: Which is they had wild no to think about online classes. Not a single one.
1: <laughs> so Sean gets accepted. And then it must have been less than two weeks later, she gets a phone call to be on The Celebrity Apprentice with yep. uh with Donald Trump in 2015. That was the year. Is that right? Yeah. No, it was two thousand fourteen. It aired in twenty fifteen. Um, so she calls Vanderbilt, it's like, Hey, can I figure out some remote situation? And they said, No, you have to be on campus. Yeah. Which is crazy.
0: Which is Crazy. Surely it's changed.
1: So anyway, she doesn't go to Vandy. You I enroll in Penn State Online.
0: Which was the only accredited online university at the time, which is also wild.
1: I, there might have been a handful, but Penn State, you had deep connections with.
0: I had deep connections with, but it, it had something to do with the accreditation system of yeah. there were accredited colleges where you could get your full four-year degree online. And just it was online. Just online. Yeah. But Penn State was one of the only ones that you could do some online and it would transfer into a college. Gotcha. So if I wanted to come back to Vandy, Penn State was about the only one. I think UCLA had a program too where I could like transfer in.
1: So she <laughs> did that for one semester. Studied nutrition? Was that your? Psychology. Psychology. That's right. Um, we could tell. We could tell that story later. But she gets this call about the Apprentice and I'll let you take it from here the whole Apprentice let's take it all the way to Bali let's have the story in there are you nervous about this? a little we, bit we've told the story before no? I
0: don't think we've told the story I don't know which part of the story are we telling
1: you know what we're not ready to tell a story now <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna end today's show <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't
1: May, maybe wanna get un- in
0: trouble from a president
1: Maybe it'll be a on a future video as part of the series. But right now, I think three sto- Those are three good stories. Is that just two? How many stories will we tell? Two or three?
0: I think it was three. Three. Oh, right. let's just let's bring it full circle this way. Andrew told me about a week ago he's got this like dream forming where mm-hmm. he's itching to go back to college and get his doctorate, and I have still yet to finish college. Long story there, enrolled in Penn State. Did a semester, no, almost a year. Two semesters, I don't know. Um, Ended up feeling like college was just kind of a waste of time and a lot of money. (laughs) And didn't finish my degree. Ended up just working in our business and starting a company. And as of last week, talking to Lipscomb University here.
1: Go Bison.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Might finish my degree, guys. Finally. So finally.
1: might add an undergraduate and a doctorate degree to the East fam.
0: Yeah.
1: I do think it's important to continue learning. I yeah. don't think college is for everybody. I think in a lot of ways, Sean, you were a pioneer for, of that. Yeah. Uh, and that's obviously become more of a normal conversation for people to have about not going to college to pursue something else. But I do think it's important to continue learning, whatever the format is. It could be an apprenticeship. It could be a job. It could be school. Um, and I love that. I love that process. Yeah. And I love that you love that process, too. It's fun. So that is our Wildest Stories Part 2. I don't know if you guys like this, but yeah. it is really fun for Sean and I to, to capture these memories. Um, it's almost like a video journal you could call it a vlog you know yeah in some sense it's story time with sean and andrew it is that's all we have uh we'll see you next time i'm andrew i'm sean we're the east fam out all right real quick for all of those listening out there we don't ask for a lot of favors i don't think babe do we no but we're gonna ask you a favor today all right if you're listening to couple things podcast on apple podcast specifically will you please do us this short quick favor
0: we want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore.
1: So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone.
0: Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon.
1: And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show.
0: If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way, you'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can.
1: Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.